Welcome to the sixth episode of Toby Talks Politics. I'm here with Hamza. That is I. Um, so yeah, um, we're basically going to be discussing uh, the general election results, kind of what you know happened and the future of the Labour Party. We're also going to be discussing um, US impeachment, what that means for the US going forward and the implication it has on Trump. And um, what was the other thing? So it was Trump impeachment, um, general election, uh, or oh, Boris's withdrawal agreement. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we might also talk about kind of um, where I personally think Boris will take the country and his actual policies. Now that he has a majority, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting to see if, if the mask slips. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and we'll go on a tangent as well and probably talk about a few other things. But yeah, I think let's start with US impeachment just to get... US stuff over and done with then we can focus on British politics so yeah Donald Trump was um, officially impeached um, it happened on Wednesday right something like that yeah it happened on Wednesday um, and for those of you that don't know what impeachment is is essentially when Congress um, charges a um, government official with um, a crime um, you know crimes committed during office so it could be stuff like bribery um, it could be um, mis- abuse of power etc etc so um, it doesn't mean that he's been removed from office. Um, what then has to happen is after an impeachment in the House of Representatives, there's another vote in the Senate um, after a trial. So there'll be a trial in the Senate. Then um, to be able to remove the president, two thirds of the Senate will have to vote um, for uh, for conviction. So Fat chance. He's, he's basically been charged with the crime, but he hasn't been convicted yet. So um, he's been charged with two crimes. Um, the first one is the quick pro quo um, he essentially um, basically said to the Ukraine president, if you don't um, investigate Joe Biden, which is which is um, someone running for um, president. Front runner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Democratic front runner. Yeah. If you don't... Um, Former vice president. Yeah, if you don't investigate him and your son, um, then we won't give you money to defend oh, yourself the against charges. Do you know the interesting yeah, yeah. thing? It wasn't even... Uh, he didn't even say you have to investigate them. It was only you have to go on CNN and announce that you're doing an investigation, oh, really? which just shows that, like, you know, his it's defense all about of spin. like, yeah. So essentially, um, it was like on record, like they've got like the transcript of the conversation, and even when they called witnesses in um, in the House of Representatives in Congress, um, like all of them basically said, yeah, like Trump made it very clear that if he didn't do that, then he wouldn't see the money. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So. Um, Obviously, following that, um, it's 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 funny because his opinion polls haven't changed at all. Do you know? Actually, like, I think uh, it's it's recently had an upturn uh, in his support. His his base has gotten a bit more uh, invigorated. So uh, yeah, <laughs> see, I'm not um, surprised though. Joe Biden, I think, is only leading him now by uh, what, I think forty nine to forty five percent. Um, which is a couple points lower than it was uh, before the impeachment October. process. Uh, even even like after the impeachment process. Oh, and, and and wait. So yeah, I said that he was he was uh, he had two charges. So that was the first charge. Yeah. Then the second charge was basically <clears throat> obstruction of uh, justice. Obstruction of Congress. When, yeah, obstruction of Congress. Um, because when he was um trying when Congress were trying to investigate like court witnesses, um, obtain documents, obtain documents and stuff. He was blocking subpoenas. He was using executive privilege, which he has basically stop people from testifying and um, blocking um, them from subpoenaing documents. So Although you're basically uh, it, stopping them from doing their uh, job. I mean, 
I think the, the way in which he was exercising his executive privilege, uh, I don't think it's been tested yet in the courts. Um, and that's what, you know, Trump was banking on is, uh, you know, uh, will assert executive privilege, whether or not it's constitutional in this regard. And by the time it reaches the courts to make a decision, we'll have dragged out the process for so long that uh, hopefully it'll be past the election and it won't matter. Yeah, is, but it's, it's, it's irrelevant because even if, you know, the Supreme Court says, okay, right, yeah, you shouldn't have, um, you can't use your executive privilege to do that, hand over the documents. Um, we would have had the trial in the Senate and people that, that, okay, so what people need to understand is the House of Representatives, which is the lower house in Congress, um, is it's the majority there is Democrat. So the majority, the, the Democrats have a majority in the House of Representatives. In the Senate, on the other hand, the Republicans have a strong majority. So the only reason why he even got impeached and charged with these crimes is because all the Democrats voted for impeachment. Now in that in the Senate, that's his party. Well, they're, not gonna, they're not going to uh, hold up. Actually, uh, there was well, there nah. was one. There was, no, no, there even was, even even if was, a few even if a few Republicans decide to vote for. Now I'm talking about uh, in, 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 the, in yeah because oh. uh, the, well there was actually one guy who because uh, there are about thirty or so uh, Democrats who are in sort of. Uh, unsafe seats, yeah, you know, the yeah, ones yeah. that they just got. I mean, they flipped from Trump in the yeah, midterms, yeah, yeah. and I think one of them actually defected to the Republican Party. And <laughs> another one who's actually running for president, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, voted. She she didn't even vote. She just she said present and just decided not to vote. Oh, so she abstained. Yeah, yeah, she abstained. Basically. Oh, so um, okay, that's interesting then. So obviously, th- there will be people in the Democrat the Democratic Party that don't want. Trump to be impeached, not because he hasn't done anything wrong, but because not impeaching him will benefit their own political yeah, career. Yeah. Um, so, and, and the Republicans are very similar in the sense that they know he's probably committed crimes, yeah. but they're not going to impeach him because it's not in their political interest. Yeah. And what's so funny as well is that, um, wait, no, go on. Say what no, I was say. just going to say, um, <coughs> uh, I think uh, there's a distinction to be made uh, because impeachment is a political process rather than a... Uh, than a, you know, judicial process. So uh, the definition, because uh, as it's outlined in Article Two of like the Constitution, is um, high crimes and misdemeanors, and it's so it's not necessarily you know that you have to have an actual you know crime that's you know that you can be charged for in a regular court, um, but it's whether the president has even if he's technically done nothing illegal, uh, whether if he's abused his power. Then it can be classed under that uh, category yeah, but, of high but, crimes. And I, think, I, think, I think what's what's funny is that I was even um, listening to an interview and it had like a Republican basically defending Trump and what they were basically saying is what he's done. Yes, they admit that you know because they can't deny what he's done. Yeah. But they were saying he that's well, not they an impeachable. Have tried, yeah. No, no, no. They yeah. haven't denied, but they did at first, but yeah. they can't deny yeah. it now. And they just said what he's done isn't an impeachable charge. Yeah. So the fact that he's basically um, given money yeah. for um, to advance his political career. Yeah, or, it's, it's or, essentially not a crack, and and that's that's the stance they're taking. Yeah, and 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 that's that's really, I mean, I think it's just gone to, uh, it's like the starkest example of the, the hypocrisy um, and the Trumpism shows, that's taken over I, the Republican I think it Party. Just, I think it just shows um, how broken the American system is. Yeah, their yeah. political system is fried. It's outdated. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. How can you have a sitting president yeah. who's basically broken like any sort of. Yeah. Ethics and laws. Yeah. Because if I was an employee 
and I basically handed over, you know, my company's money um, yeah. to advance my own career. That yeah. wouldn't be allowed. Or, or withheld your, your yeah. Because, uh, yeah, that's, that's the, uh, like, the point I was getting to, like, uh, the sort of, especially within the Republican Party, the sort of corruption. I thought they all hated Trump, then. Well, they that's do. That's so the thing. They, they, they do. Like, if you look at, look at Lindsey Graham, right? Lindsey Graham, uh, before, you know, it became no, clear that... Uh, so Lindsey Graham is a senator from mm, South Carolina. Okay. And, so Republican, strong Republican. Yeah, and uh, during the primaries uh, in 2016, uh, he used to be a very outspoken critic of Trump. Yeah. So he used to be, you know, Donald Trump is a xenophobic, race-baiting, religious bigot. He does not represent what this country stands for, what the men and women who died in uniform stand for. And then... Ever since he's become president, he's become the most obsequious, fawning little bitch that you've ever seen in your life. Like, this guy, this is the guy who uh, said that uh, I'm not going to pretend to be a fair juror in the president's trial, which, you know, the oath that you have to take at the start of the trial is, you know, I will be an impartial and fair juror. He said, I'm not going to pretend to be a fair juror. He says, uh, when the transcripts were coming out in the House uh, impeachment uh, inquiry, uh, when the transcripts of the the, sort of the depositions that were coming out, that because uh, originally he was one of the ones who was like, oh, well, you know, if the president did like, you know, this quid pro quo stuff, then that would be bad. But there's no evidence that he did. So, you know, and then when the evidence started coming out, he just said, Oh, I'm not going to read the transcripts of the depositions because I've, I've written off the whole process. Uh, and it's like, and there's just so much other stuff. Like uh, uh, Ted Cruz used to be like a really big Trump critic. Yeah, Trump, Trump, said, Trump said his dad killed JFK or he implied that Ted Cruz's dad killed JFK. He insulted his wife and he was... He used to well, that's because, side. I mean, I mean, Ted Cruz, he's yesterday's news, right? I mean, he wanted to run for president. That's why they were throwing death yeah. stuff. But America's very part, part, bad. Yeah, partisan. but if you if you see the and the 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 the, the shift in terms tribal, of, yeah, but if but, you see the shift in terms of like the language that they they like, it's like he's become their god emperor, and they're like Trump you know, is the leader Washington. of Trump is the leader of the uh, Democratic Party, the the Republican Party. Sorry, the Republican yeah. Party. Yeah, yeah he's the leader, the leader, but you, do, you you you've never seen. Have you seen like when Obama was president? Do you have uh, Democratic senators like uh, you know fawning over him and stuff like you yeah, know you know one of these you know one of these. Yeah, you know one of these uh, senators, right? Uh, no, one of these uh, Republicans, he said, when Jesus Christ was uh, falsely accused, uh, Pontius Pilate gave him the chance to face his accusers. And he was basically trying to make the point that Pontius Pilate gave Jesus Christ more due process than the Democrats are giving Trump because they won't uh, bring the whistleblower to testify, even though he's protected by law. It's just these sorts of, like... Everything that oh, so, Republican so does, Party does, used to stand does, for. Does Trump even know who the whistleblower was? Or he uh, nobody. Know. No. Yeah, because it's, it's an anonymous. Uh, there's there's a statue. Yeah, but I think I think Trump doesn't know who it is. Oh, if Trump knew who it was. No, 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 no. He knows who he is, but because because I was I was I was listening to something. It's a thing where even him knows that he can't cross that line because he knows who it is. Well, he, he has, well, he has well, a well, 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 <clears throat> like. The, Obviously, the, they, he doesn't know for certain because yeah. the guy's protected. Yeah, but he has a pretty idea, a good idea of who it is. Well, but I mean, there's, 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 I don't think there's any line these guys won't cross. There, there's one guy who they think it might be because of um, the, uh, one of the transcripts sort of alluded to this guy, um, and obviously, you know, uh, Adam Schiff like shut it down, but he wouldn't say whether or not it's the guy because you can't 
comment on the person's identity and they uh i think he was supposed to sort of scrub his name out but he released his transcript without scrubbing it out and as soon as they got like the slightest whiff of like oh we think this guy's the whistleblower all of trump's allies were on twitter like all of his uh um uh allies in congress as well were on twitter saying like oh we got the whistleblower we got the whistleblower you know, you know what's mad though like from watching house of cards yeah mm. like i just think anything can happen in u.s politics so do you know what's it yeah. like don't you know what um frank underwood would even have done what it would have been him that released the transcript imagine if this yeah. this was all trump's invention just to get more support well trump trump did this is all helped him trump trump did release the transcript yeah i know yeah. i know he released the transcript in the end but imagine if he trump is the whistleblower Oh, Trump okay. elicited the whistleblower. Well, 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 I mean, it's it's. I don't think it's going to help him in the end, because, I mean, even if he does weather this storm and you know get through it, um, this certainly would have been more of a, a hindrance than a help, uh, to his cause because it's, I mean, the even though Trump is like sort of slightly gaining ground, you have to look at it in relative terms. Like, there's still such a like significant portion of the American populace that supports impeaching him now than compared to before all of this whistleblower stuff came out. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, obviously, because I'm guessing those people are already Democrat voters. Well, there's there's a lot of like independence and sort of... (laughs) Yeah, I think all this has done is basically polarise the whole debate. So it's made the Trump supporters love Trump more. Yeah. It's made the Trump supporters, I mean, the, the Trump haters hate Trump more. Yeah. And the people in the middle... Which yeah. are probably going to swing the votes. Are probably leaning towards more Trump because the kind of the way he's made it is it, he's done exactly what Boris Johnson has done. Yeah. People versus um, Parliament, yeah. Congress in in that case. Yeah, but, but I, mean? I, feel, I feel like these these <coughs> independents uh, are like make up because originally like you know there was the anti-Trump and the pro-Trump and they were like very split on like impeachment and then you even had some people who were like you know who didn't like Trump but didn't want to impeach him and like whatever. But the that middle bit like the increase has come from sort of those undecideds like now because now it's like over 50 percent of the american population wants him removed and out of office mm. you know um and you know the thing about like trump is he got in in 2016 because and he didn't win the popular vote yeah and he had he has he has a sort of uh base of sort of uh you know, mindless fucking hillbillies. Um, uh, but he's he also had, you know, obviously those rich Republican assholes who just, you know, will vote for any Republican president because they, you know, want more money. But there was also, like, a lot of, you know, there were people who voted, you know, Democrat before and, like, really wanted change and, you know, whatever. He had... Uh, and it was those sort of people who were on the fence about voting for him have now decidedly jumped off the fence and gone into the fuck Trump camp, mm. you know? So Donald Trump's whole strategy, if you can even call it that, I don't think he's got enough, like, you know, prefrontal cortex, like, long-term thinking ability to, like, really <laughs> come up with any sort of cohesive, coherent strategy. Um, but his whole, you know, presidency, he's been sort of going <clears throat> towards his base and getting more support from his base, but his base already love him and they're going to vote for him no matter what. And the people who were sort of on the fence about him, everything he's done has sort of put them off. Um, so and think, just on that so, last so do you point think, about... So uh, do, you, do you think this impeachment hurts his chances? Because yeah. all of the polling suggests it hasn't really changed much. Yeah, well, okay, so um, two points. Firstly, uh, I'll just get off to uh, that, that previous point about 
his lack of uh, strategy. Well, one of Lindsey Graham's defenses for Trump, actually, interestingly enough, throughout this process was at one point he said, uh, I think the Trump administration's too incompetent to come up with a quid pro, pro quo with Ukraine, which, I mean, when your defenders are out there saying you're too stupid to be a criminal, like, you know, you're quite fucked up. Um, <laughs> as for hurting his chances, I think it definitely has hurt his chances because, uh, like I said... I don't think the, it has. I don't think it has. Well, the, 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 I mean... The, the, Listen, man, the number I, how, the, the, logically the, logically yeah look yeah. look logically if we were living living in normal political times yeah yeah if we were living in normal political times yeah this this guy wouldn't win the next um yeah. flipping general election yeah. yeah but this is Donald Trump yeah and you're you're basically giving him the ability to say look yeah um congress want to remove me because they don't like me not because I've done anything wrong yeah. because the minute the senate doesn't impeach him because they won't Remove him from well, office. He's going to say, well, look, I didn't do anything wrong. You see, it was all a farce. Well, t- uh, t- uh, two things about that. Um, like I said, everything Donald Trump has done since he took <coughs> office has been to play to his base. And his base, you know, he was he was elected more like on more than just Yeah, yeah, no, but, 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 then, but, but then you what you also have to understand as well, yeah, is beyond this, right? Because generally speaking, it's the economy, right? Yeah. Um, I think uh, someone said it's the economy stupid. That that's yeah. basically what wins elections. Yeah, yeah. So there's probably going to be a recession before the next elections. To be honest, we don't know that. Is, okay, 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 okay. okay no, no. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, of course, of course, it's overheating. Of yeah. course, but wait, hold on. The S and P five hundred has grown tight like so much. The the American economy is booming right now. Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, if it is, it is booming. Well, in terms of like stock, is down. Yeah, but <coughs> uh, unemployment, like you know, a lot of people are, are having to you know have like multiple jobs. Just no, no, no. Bank, no one's talking. You know? No one's talking about that. Look, we'll come to that when we talk about Britain and stuff. Yeah, I want to kind of wrap up yeah. American policies. But generally speaking, the economy is in a very good state. No president yeah. has lost an election yeah. with this kind of economy. Yeah. Okay, if there's that, a recession, that, that if, Obama if, fixed after the yeah, yeah, uh, no, no, this is all this is all Obama's for. this is all Obama's work that Donald Trump is taking credit for. I completely understand you, but what I'm trying to say to you is that if this economy is what he runs on in 2020, uh, let's say there's no recession in 2020. Okay, if this is the economy he has, yeah. he's winning. Okay, um, that, that's okay, a fact. Okay, okay, I'll I'll argue I'll argue with your characterization of fact, but uh, two things. First of all, um, Nancy Pelosi actually, uh, I think she's holding off on sending the articles of impeachment yeah, uh, to, to to the Senate because they're basically openly admitting they're not going to be fair jurors. Um, and secondly, um, it's 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 also a fact that, well. I wouldn't even say also because I, I don't even think what you said was a fact. In <laughs> okay, it's a fact that Donald Trump won from his base plus others, and now he only has his base. The others have left him. So how do you win with oh uh, people who elected him minus others? Like, I, don't, others I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think. Okay, I understand that his base will always be his base. The kind of independents, the moderates that gave Donald Trump a chance because they didn't trust Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Because a lot of them voted for Trump. Yeah, yeah. a lot of them voted for Trump because of their distaste for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And I do agree, this whole process has lost in those supporters. Yeah. But personally, I think. Yeah. Given an election campaign. Yeah. Because the Democrats don't have anybody. They don't have anybody that could stand up to Trump. Do you know what? Let's let's be uh, let's be real. Given given a given a um election, I honestly think Trump could 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 win again. Yeah. And um, I want to kind of move on because we've been talking yeah, about US okay, politics yeah. for a while. And let's talk about UK, UK politics. England. So, the general election. 
I'm already deflated. <laughs> just by saying the word general election? Yeah. It's just, uh, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> so, um, why do you think Labour lost? Um, I mean, where do, you, where do you even begin with that question? Um, I think Jeremy Corbyn, Jeremy Corbyn, Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> um, and... I mean, that's not to say that, like, you know, we definitely have one with someone else in charge, but, you know, we, I think definitely have stood a much better chance. Um, and I just want to get this out of the way by... So just wait, wait, hold on. Okay. Before, before you say that, just to um, announce the results. I know I know the election happened last week, but just for fewer so they know. Conservative won basically 365 seats. Labour have 203 seats. The SNP being the third largest have... Uh, 48 seats, uh, the Lib Dems 11, the DUP 8, and uh, the Greens 1, uh, Brexit Party none. Um, so, essentially, um, yeah, you go on with what you were saying. Um, what was I saying? You were saying... Oh, Corbyn, yeah, Corbyn, yeah, Corbyn, I would, Corbyn, I would, uh, I mean, I want to get this out of the way, just so, like, I can do as much as I can to mollify any, you know, uh, ardent Corbynistas that might be listening. Um, I'll definitely give credit where credit's due. I think Corbyn deserves credit for uh, shifting the debate, moving the Overton window uh, in Parliament uh, away from sort of, you know, cuts, cuts, cuts. Um, I mean, yeah, just, you know, cunts with cuts and, you know, all that rubbish. Um, and, you know, I respect that. I rate that because I feel like, you know, more cuts is definitely the last thing this country needs. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, do you even like if you if you've seen even like a snippet from his Andrew Neil interview, you just understand why Corbyn's leadership, if that is even the right word to describe it. I think it's a very generous word, but his <laughs> him being the leader of the Labour Party was just was calamitous. I mean, his 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 economic policy was half baked at best. Uh, his handling of anti-Semitism was uh, appalling. Um, and yeah, the list goes yeah. on about Jeremy Corbyn. But to be honest with you, I think there were three sorts of elements that led to Labour's defeat. The first one you already identified, Jeremy Corbyn. The second was Brexit. Yeah, and I think. The third... But, I mean, you could also relate that to Jeremy Corbyn not really having a Brexit policy. No, no, no. Of, of course, the leadership has to take responsibility, but I don't think you can put uh, Labour's Brexit strategy all on uh, Jeremy Corbyn's doorstep. But we'll get to that. The third, and I think the most fundamental part, it's, I think, photos rejected Jeremy Corbyn's ideology. So the actual ideology he stood behind. Yeah. Now, Jeremy Corbyn as a person, people didn't like him. And people didn't like him because of the way he does his politics. He's very anti-Western, very mm -hmm. unpatriotic. Mm -hmm. And people in England especially, and in Scotland, because we even saw an increase in nationalism um, in Scotland, are very, very patriotic. They love their country mm -hmm. and they want their politicians to be patriotic as well. And, and Corbyn is very anti-Western. Mm. Um, and... Coming to um, the second point I made, um, because I said it was Corbyn, it was uh, yeah, geology, and it was also Brexit. Um, Brexit wasn't our Brexit strategy wasn't actually Corbyn's fault. Um, 
Our Brexit strategy was re- the result of Corbyn not being a decisive leader, yes. Because I think he was more on the side of Remain, of, of sorry, not Remain, of Leave, mm-hmm. than he was. Well, yeah, he, he's a Brexiteer. But what you also have to understand is Labour in an impossible situation because the majority of our voters, the vast majority, like, um, I think two thirds of our voters are, are Remainers, mm-hmm. one third are Leavers, mm-hmm. two thirds. So we have to shift the policy to ensure that we secure those votes. However, I think Corbyn should have adopted, because the second referendum, you know, that was the Lib Dems policy. Mm-hmm. I think we should have said we would respect the result of the referendum, like we did in 2017, mm-hmm. and we would look for um, a sort of Brexit deal that minimises the impact on the economy. Mm-hmm. That's what we ran in 2017. Um, we wouldn't have changed the result, because it wasn't just Brexit that made us lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely wouldn't have been this bad. Well, I mean... I, I obviously <coughs> I I'm always gonna lean towards you know second referendum because I'm I'm a Remainer, um, and I think you know there's no there's no such thing as a good Brexit. Okay, okay, um, but let me let me ask you this question, yeah. If Labour didn't offer a second referendum, and said we we're going to respect the result of the uh, referendum, would you have voted Labour? Um. Well, I didn't vote Labour anyway, so it, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a mute point. Um, <laughs> but what what I will say is. Uh, Having to choose between, you know, the Liberal Democrats with their policy of just revoke Arc 50 was, you know... I think uh, they even made the catastrophe. Yeah, that, that, that was... Yeah, they that was a, up, yeah, they... Big time. But, but what, what, um, what frustrates me so bad... Sorry, I don't, I don't want to yeah, keep talking to you yet, but what frustrates me a lot yet is when, um, before the general election, yeah. Lib Dems, the Liberal Party, or the opposition's party, had Boris Johnson in a box. Yeah. Boris Johnson couldn't do a thing. Yeah. Yeah? They should have formed a government of national unity. Yeah. And they should have forced a referendum. Yeah. And they could have done it there and then. Yeah. The the, the mistake was, and probably due to the pride of Jeremy Corbyn not wanting um, wanting to be the leader of that um, yeah. government of national unity, he should have stepped aside and yeah. let someone else do it. Yeah. Hillary Benn, maybe. Yeah, Hillary Benn. Anyone. anyone. Yeah. It's, it's literally just so we can legislate for yeah. a second referendum. And we would have divided the issues. We would have had a general election following the referendum and then every party would have to respect the results straight after. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Now, um, I, I heard that Boris Johnson with uh, his advisor, Dominic Cummings, they used to have, um, they used to call it war games. Hmm. So uh, they used to strategize about like all the different scenarios and, you know, they went crazy with it. They said, they, they used to talk about no deal Brexit, what, would be the like the outcome, and they weren't they weren't they so weren't doing it. We had they weren't like doing it. Do you know what's funny? Party. Yeah, do, do you know. Do you yeah, like yeah, like, Campbell yeah, like strategy, yeah, yeah, people with brains. Yeah, you know, this is what I was arguing with someone else, saying that look, we we lack these strategists, but what you have to understand is they weren't strategizing to see what was in the benefit of the country. Yeah, they were strategizing to see what's in the benefit of Boris Johnson. Yeah, and his chances of winning. Yeah, so this scenario, the the general election conflicted with Brexit, was definitely a scenario that came up in their whole planning. And they, they knew what to run. Yeah. They ran they repeated the same lines, get Brexit done. Yeah. They knew the kind of they knew the kind of photos they needed to take from Labour, which were the working class um um old mining communities. Yeah. And they did it. Yeah. They absolutely did it. And before the, the election people were saying those people would never switch to Conservative and they all did. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Well because yeah, they've got like you know, I, I remember Labour used to be the smart party, you know, you used to have like all the 
all the you know most educated yeah and you have all the most educated you know prime ministers or like uh all the yeah they they tended to be you know from the labor party and then i guess when jeremy corbyn got in and he had his like you know whole class warfare mindset and then he was like you know i'm gonna promote people you know who are i mean i guess you could call them uninspired i'd call them maybe a bit on the thick side um <laughs> Like you've got like his 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 anointed successor Rebecca Long Bailey, you know she I mean she, she comes across uh, I think I saw it described on Twitter as like very it's got very like uh, a, apprentice runners up sort of vibes you know um, and Look, yeah, you know with all due respect to um, all the candidates running I personally don't think the next leader should be Jeremy Corbyn without a beard. Yeah, <laughs> word. And if it is, we're going to lose again. Yeah, we're I know. Lose they, again. Just, they just can't, like, this whole, like, leftist the, the, the Corbyn, circular the firing project, squad. The Corbyn project has failed. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's failed. It's brought us the worst defeat ever. And what frustrates me so badly is there isn't, I haven't seen an ounce of kind of sympathy or acknowledgement from the leadership that it was their fault. Yeah, Jeremy Corbyn, he, he really, he, he, he wrote his little, uh, 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 piece in the observer saying he takes full responsibility for the defeat but uh it wasn't his fault it which means you're not taking you're not taking responsibility what you actually said what you actually said is you, you won the argument yeah <laughs> you didn't yeah. fucking win the argument because you lost it yeah i don't like you know like well i mean as, he, he has like a a bit of a point like which relates to the whole like you know shifting the debate sort of thing but like you didn't you know you can't just say like I take full responsibility, but it's not my fault because that that is literally oxymoronic. That's like you're not taking. I think you should have left straight, straight away. Um, yeah, do you know what I, I think, think they should have because because what people are saying now is that we're not going to get um, a free and fair um, like uh, leadership election. Yeah, people think that basically what's going to happen is that you know Corbyn's anointed successor. Yeah. In the form of Rebecca Long Bailey or whoever it is, yeah, is just going to replace him. Yeah, well, I mean, if they if they if they leave the voting up to the membership, which well, no, it, it is, no, it yeah, is because so it's set in our it's set in our in our constitution. Yeah, well, constitution. That, that's that's that's. I mean, pretty much. I I hope not, but it seems like it's it's game set match in that case. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> I mean, I want I want Jess Phillips to win. Right, she's she's the. I I I, she's I, the, I, I, I like Jess Phillips as well. Some people don't. Yeah. Um, but to be honest with you. The next leader of the Labour Party has got an incredible task on their hand. Yeah. Because they have to do two things. Yeah. The first thing is they have to completely change the direction the Labour Party has been heading in for the last 10 years. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean... They need yeah, to completely just, fundamentally They need to give change. the Labour Party direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, We've just no, been sort of aimlessly wandering about. They, and need to change, like... they need to change the direction of the party. Start talking about aspiration and have a vision for the country. Yeah. Simultaneously... While doing that, holding they have to hold Boris Johnson to account. Yeah. Um, they have to do both, and they have to do both very, very well. Yeah. Now, you know, there's been a lot of names thrown about, but I want our leader to be the best person that can do those two things. Yeah. Yeah. Change the direction of the party, and also challenge Boris Johnson. And I wouldn't even mind if our next leader took us into a general election, and we reduced the Conservative majority by two thirds. So yeah. we reduced it from eighty to. to, to to twenty or yeah. even ten, yeah, I'd be very happy with that result. Yeah. I would, I wouldn't Same. want her to resign or, or him to resign. I would want him to stay on and fight the next general election. Yeah, because that's impressive. Because the swing we would need 
in terms of um, people changing their votes for the Labour Party to win in the next election has never been seen before in this country, never. Yeah, yeah, so, I, know, I know, I know. Yeah, do you know what? Like, I, I agree with you on that, on those two points. <coughs> um, but I think you also have to, unfortunately, we've got to take optics into account as well. Um, I don't think we can, no matter how sound his vision is, we, I don't think we can, you know, put another pale, stale male Londoner um, as our leader again. Because, um, yeah, so I think whoever our next leader has to be, they've got to be from, you know, up north or the Midlands at the very least. Um, just got to have maybe some sort of like not London accent, basically. Um, they've got to, you know, you know, for the sake of those old, you know, mining communities and, and whatnot. Um, and I think also for, I mean, this is, you know, probably not as important as the, you know, not another Londoner thing, but also got to be a woman or I'd prefer a woman. I would say it's got to be a woman. I prefer a woman, uh, mostly for sort of just general zeitgeisty type of reasons. Like, you know, we're, we're in such a momentous moment. And, you know, I think it's it's quite embarrassing for the Labour Party that, you know, we have, we've never had a female leader and the what's, Conservatives what's, have had two. They've had two, you know? the Lib Dems have had one. What do you think about Momentum? What do you think should happen to them? Um, because well, they, they control the party from the top to the bottom. Yeah. Well, do you know what? That's, that's what makes this also difficult because I don't, I don't know how we can have change within the party with them there. I saw one person sort of because, um, because even, even when we because you know this is our worst defeat since nineteen thirty five but the 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 defeat of um I think nineteen eighty three I think that Michael was uh, Michael Foot yeah. that was our second worst defeat just yeah. because of this one oh and um, it was also very left wing what a surprise yeah yeah very <laughs> what a surprise but the difference was right was Michael Foot was was um more open to the fact that he wasn't going to win on a left kind of manifesto. Yeah. Like, he expelled so many extremists. Like, so many people we've now let into the party. So, under Michael Foote, there weren't people as radical as my, um, as Momentum. Yeah. And even after, I think, was it Kinnick that came in after him? Yeah. No, oh, Kinnick. Um, I think it was no. Yeah, so, even after that, there was a real change in the direction of the party. The party yeah. wanted to change. They wanted to move more to the centre. Yeah. I think what's different is that We've lost, and there's still people within the party. Wasn't it? I, th- wasn't it? Think, I think, think the, it was between it was it was uh, the sort of gap between Foot and Blair. There was this one guy. I think he started the change. He's he had like a very, very pale name. Like it was like John Smith or something, and then he died. Well, Adam, and then... Adam Adam Smith. So so no no so 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 um essentially what happened is the defeat of Michael Foot. Okay, so when Thatcher um came out, it was Major um versus um Neil Kinnock. I believe. Oh, okay, yeah. It was Major first Neil Kinnick, I believe. And that was the election Labour was supposed to win because we had moved to the centre, the Dirk, so it's been in the office for so many years, the, 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 we didn't win it. Yeah. Um, the, the Conservatives had a majority of like 20 or 30 or something like that. A very tiny majority, but John Major remained uh, Prime Minister. Yeah. So essentially, um, Adam Smith came along and he was polling very, very well. He suddenly died. King Blair took over the party. Is it Adam Smith? Isn't Adam? Uh, yeah, it was Adam, Adam Smith. Smith like the fucking economist, like you know, no, 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 no. It was Adam Smith. 
It's John Smith. Yeah, it was something no, no, it was really, really. Yeah, let yeah, me, yeah. Let me, let me quickly. Because I remember reading it like and I was thinking that is like the most like, you know, just random name generator like insert bland name here sort of name. But anyway, yeah. Um, right. What I'd say about momentum is I saw someone uh, sort of suggesting, and uh, I mean it sounded fairly reasonable on the face of it. Maybe there are other reasons I haven't looked into like as to why it can work, but. Uh, Labour and uh, the Lib Dems sort of join together, um, join parties, and so become... yeah. So 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 the guy's name was John Smith. I was saying Adam Smith. Yeah, yeah, but I know. That's what I was thinking as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it was jo it was John Smith, and essentially, yeah, he he kind of. So what you need to understand is after Michael Foot, Neil Clinton came in trying to move the party to the centre. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but people didn't believe. The people didn't believe that the Labour Party had changed enough. Yeah. So, at the polling station, people still voted for the Conservative Party. Yeah. Then comes in Adam Smith. John and Smith. John Smith, sorry. John Smith. And he's polling way better. Not than, uh, an, uh, uh, an 18th century Scottish <laughs> economist. And he's polling very, very well in the... Uh, He's polling very, very well in the uh, opinion polls. Yeah, and then and, he died or something. And then he yeah. suddenly died randomly, yeah. right? So, um, Tony Blair comes, and he comes with a team. You know, you've got... Alistair Camberwell, Spin Doctors, and they really transformed the party. And they said, you know what? It's not just good enough to say we've changed. Let's have a new name as well. Yeah. So like referring to themselves as New Labour. Yeah. And, you know, it was a fresh vision. Everything was fresh. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I was, young that's what I was talking about while, as you were, like, sort of on your phone looking up the thing. And I'm going to, yeah, have to reload that whole uh, <laughs> soliloquy. But it was about, you know, like, a new Labour, like... And it's, you know, I saw someone suggest it and, you know, it sounded, you know, reasonable, but, you know, maybe it wouldn't work for whatever reason because I haven't looked into it too much. But, no, but it was think... about the Labour and Lib Dems joining together to a new party, the, the Democratic Labour Party, right? Uh, Centre-left party, right? So on the one hand, you get rid of all of those. Uh, I mean, you got that, you know, that absolute arsehole who left the Tories and joined the Lib Dems, whatever. Get rid of him. Get rid of all the think, sort of proper funny, centrists I, I think, in, the liberal, in the Lib Dems. Um, get rid of all the like proper centrists in the Lib Dems, um, and also tell Momentum to fuck off. They can. I think, they I think, can, I think what's funny They about, can make their own central committee of whatever I, I communist party about, they want to um, start up. I think what's funny about the, the Labour Party and Lib Dems even joining together is just because you know something like that would be on unheard of. But it's because the the Lib Dems well, have know, done the, the, no 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 but but the Lib Dems have done so badly in yeah. the last three elections since yeah. 2015, remember 2017 2000. Yeah. If they if they do as bad in the next election, they'll yeah. come obsolete. Yeah. And the reason why they never fought to merge with the Lib Party or consider merge with any other party because they they did quite well. They used to come yeah. third in the country. Yeah. But now their 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 vote share has basically been eaten up. Yeah. So, even if that happened, which I don't think will happen. Yeah, um, I, I know, yeah, but the, the Labour Party has always hated yeah, the Lib Dems. It's, like, it's unheard of. Like the um, when 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 the the precursor to the 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 Lib Dems, the, the Social, yeah, Social Democrat, Democrat party, like that was unheard of. Like to to you know for a party to come out of well, no no know, no. But, but we have to understand this. To we have out, to and understand. then to merge with another party and all that no, stuff. No, no. But like, what you have to understand is that you know the Social Democratic Party, they 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 left the Labour Party because they were centralist, blah blah, and then they joined with the Lib Dems. Um, they hadn't been around for that long, so they hadn't built up like a deep hatred for the uh, Lib Dems. Do you get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. The Lib Dems hadn't built up a deep hatred for them. The Labour Party and the Liberal Democrats have been going at it 
since you know the beginning of time. Yeah, they hate each other. I don't think I don't <laughs> think something no, no, being I'm unheard just, of. No, no, I'm like, just no. I'm not saying it's unheard of, but I'm just no, saying no, no. I mean, even if it is unheard, there's a, there's like so many hatred. things are happening now that are unheard of. Like you need to, like we the can't. The next just, leader of the Labour Party isn't going to go and sign us up to join the Liberal Democrats. Well, the ne- the not now, but like, yeah, you know, okay. maybe after if the next election defeat or the one after that or the one after <laughs> that. Like, I'm just saying you, you can't, like, okay, be sure about this. Okay, out of the possibility, um, who do you think could be leader of the Liberal Democrats? Are there even any names? Do people even care? Um, yeah. Because sort of, like, they've changed their policy back to Does uh, anyone even care? Like, a referendum. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't think anyone does care at the moment. I mean, even... I mean, the Lib Dems, if they've shown one thing, is that they're very good at squandering uh, opportunities as soon as they arise. Uh, you know, <laughs> they had a sitter. They had a what? They had a sitter, as in they had a perfect opportunity. They could have swallowed up all of the Remain folk. Mm. And I think I think Labour, um, Liberal Party were expecting the Lib Dems to do a lot better than they did. Yeah, they were expecting them to take seats from the Conservative. They didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you know what? The, I think they, they, they everyone thought like, because they're the reason really that we're sort of I guess you could say in this mess in the first place because they were the first domino to fall uh, to sort of acquiesce to Boris's demands for uh, uh, a general election and it was only after the Liberal Democrats gave in that Labour you know General Corbyn thought oh we'll look shook if we don't if we don't say it as well if like even these small guys are backing Listen, man, I, I, I said this year this this would have been my strategy to, to dealing with Boris and dealing with the whole Brexit scenario when May was in office Mm-hmm. and she came to the negotiation table and, and the Labour Party basically told us to piss off because mm-hmm. let's be real they weren't serious about those negotiations yeah yeah, nobody um, was yeah. I would have gone into those negotiations very serious mm-hmm. I would have got to the May to, to give a couple of concessions to make it look like the Labour Party got something mm-hmm. cool I would have put that foot back to um, Parliament and I would have got past it then I would have taken credit for getting that deal passed and I would have been the saviour of Brexit as soon as that happened I would have demanded the general election mm-hmm. boom You've taken Brexit off the agenda yeah. and you can fight the Conservatives on domestic issues with a rubbish Prime Minister, Theresa May. Yeah. By allowing... They basically allowed the Conservative Party to create all of this mess. Mm-hmm. The Conservative Party also realised that they had created all of this mess and they are like, shit, how do we fix this? Mm. Boris Johnson is the most likely person to win the next election because during that Conservative leadership contest, there were a lot of Conservatives that didn't think Boris Johnson stood up for the kind of Conservative values they they subscribe to. Mm-hmm. You have to remember, it's Cameron modernised the party mm-hmm. and Theresa May was kind of a continuation of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Boris wasn't, you know? Well, I, th- I think they, she definitely they the knew. party to the right of David Cameron. No, no, no. I think, I think, I think, um, like, so... If you saw her cabinet compared to uh, uh, no, Cameron's cabinet. But, but that was because she was trying to be inclusive. But if, if we could just touch on that inclusive point and, and then we'll move on to, uh, to Boris Johnson's withdrawal agreement and stuff like that. Okay, so Cameron, so the Conservative Party between 1997 and 2010 were getting battered and bruised by the Labour Party. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron became leader of the Conservative Party in 2005. Yeah. After um, serving as like a special advisor to Ken Clark and a few other um, people oh, that tried Ken to run. Clark, the one good Tory. <laughs> so he understood that in order to win elections, the party had to move to the centre. Yeah. And they had to modernise. Yeah. As in... Yeah, um, you know, legalising gay marriage and yeah, all that so, stuff. Yeah, so 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 his economics was was right. That's what you have to understand. Cameronism was factorism with diversity quotas. <laughs> he realised <laughs> that look right, Thatcher's economic policies are very popular in the country, and we can do all of this. We can seem like a nicer party if we become more 
um, socially liberal. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. That's what he did. He basically took the Conservative Party from being the nasty party that wants to roll back um, every every single public service there is yeah. um, to being the party that puts business first but also understands that they have to support the welfare state. Yeah. Well, um, Cameron's party... I think... No, no, what you have to understand is austerity. Cameron... Austerity. Yeah, austerity was a, yeah, was a right-wing policy. What you have to understand is Cameron wasn't to the right of May. I would say May was to the left of Cameron because... Cameron was in coalition. No, I said, I, said May, first... I said May was to the right of Cameron. No, no, but I'm saying no, no, but I'm saying that May was to the left of Cameron. Because what you have to understand is, for the first five years of Cameron's premiership, he was in what coalition? Yeah. With um, Clegg, right? So that automatically took his party to the centre right. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, the Lib Dems had been centre right for a while, especially under Nick Clegg. So, as soon as Nick Clegg went. Did you see the kind of policies Cameron was implementing? He was only around for a year. Mm. But the kind of policies he were implementing were factor act policies, bro. I'm telling you. Like, he was doing a matting. Matting satin. Um, so, <laughs> well, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was trying to... A lot of the, um, the uh, vetoes that the Lib Dems had, you know, a lot of the policies that the Lib Dems had blocked, yeah. he was like, yeah, let's implement them. Yeah. Like, further cuts to um, benefits... Yeah. Like he was he, propo- he proposed serious cuts. Yeah. When May came in, remember, she said it's the end of austerity. And they hadn't even balanced the book back then. She was trying to reverse austerity. Yeah. Well, so May was to the left of camera. I, I think in terms of sort of electoral necessity, she was forced to say things like, you know, it's the end of austerity and all of that. You know, no, 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 no. But, but I, th- I think May... And, and in terms of Brexit as well, the public purse... Uh, not sort of, you know, being in okay, the best. Okay, okay, okay. But what you have to understand as well is that Cameron and May had a lot of integrity, and they weren't like Boris. They weren't always strategic. Well, Cameron well, was compared a bit to of a strategic. Boris. I mean, compared to Boris, next to Boris, were, were, anyone has integrity. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? They were. They. They. I agree with you that maybe some of the language they use was trying to pander and get a few supporters. Yeah. But I think Mayism. Yeah. If she had had been allowed to extend her. Well, we didn't really get to see much of May or Cameron. So yeah. you can't really compare what their policies were like. But personally, just on based on what they said and kind of what they did, yeah. I would say May was more to the left of Cameron. But they weren't far apart. Well, I mean, was she, defi- was, she was the first May, one to say, like, you know, May, we need to stop being May, a nasty party, to be fair. May was definitely a continuation of Cameron. Yeah. 110%. Yeah. As in... There was no, like, radical departure from... from uh, yeah, but now, know, now, now the there is. You see, yeah, the way that you've seen with Boris. But the thing about that's You know, uh, I think <laughs> so as soon funny. as we start talking about this... <laughs> what, uh, what's so funny said, about Boris is that and Cameron is they were boys. Yeah. <laughs> they grew up in the same place. Yeah, well, they were... They <laughs> went were, to they the were same always, school, same university. There was, a lot of, there was always a lot of... Uh, rivalry. Uh, uh, yeah, rivalry between them. And uh, it, it sort of relates to... I think as soon as he started talking about this, uh, when he's saying, like, oh, let's see what Boris does with his majority... Uh, I was. I said, like you know, we'll see if the mask slips. Um, and what I mean by that is, because he's he's the sort of guy who is uh, many different things to many different people. Um, yeah. And I mean, to most people, he's just a cunt. But like you know, <laughs> he will present whatever face he needs to for. Like you know, when he was mayor of London, he was the one nation conservative, uh, sort of sort of in the mould of David Cameron. You know, sort of he was. very progressive or as progressive as a conservative can be anyway. Um, and uh, quite liberal, and then when he's trying to become uh, prime minister, then he's you know to he suddenly becomes you know Mister Gung Ho Brexit, he, and he's not even a Brexiteer. Like that's the thing. He he he's, and, he's and I would I would take I think I think the true test of how kind of 
progressive um, a politician is, is if you take something like um, prison reform, right? Mm-hmm. A One Nation conservative, you know, the Ken Clarks, mm-hmm. the Rory Stewart, well, he's an independent now, but yeah. Ken, well, even Ken Clark is an independent. Damn. But a One Nation conservative typically would be more, would be more, okay, we need, it's more about rehabilitation in prisons, mm-hmm. more about prison reform, yeah. reducing numbers. Boris is um, all about Boris fire and brimstone, like yeah, biblical yeah, more, Old Testament yeah, type been, justice, you know. <laughs> he's, Boris is definitely more hard on crime, right? Yeah. He wants to double sentences, yeah. um, stop people from being released uh, early, yeah, early, which released. is going to increase the prison population. And yeah. we're going to see less um, kind of um, rehabilitation under yeah. him, right? So that's just one example of how He's moved to the right, right? Yeah, and, 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 it's, and, and it's interesting because <coughs> it's interesting because I feel like he's only doing it because it will help him in the opinion polls. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, if I think, uh, in a lot of these ways, he's sort of uh, bringing the conservative party, sort of becoming like the Republican Party in the US, which is you know with the whole, like you said, uh, prison reform, and also you know the, uh, voter ID. He's uh, trying to roll out this like vote voter ID stuff that would sort of prevent loads of people from voting, uh, people from, you know, to poor areas who'd usually not vote conservative, um, which is a lot like, you know, what they have in a lot of states in America, um, usually, you know, done by the GOP. Um, so, yeah, and also uh, his talks with the, uh, with the, the his Brexit talks uh, with the Americans about uh, securing a future trade deal, um, obviously, you know, there was that whole Labour thing where sort of Labour got out that document. That was basically Labour strategy. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was obviously... A stupid it was, strategy. The thing is, it, the, he did slightly exaggerate it by saying, like, you know, this is a document which proves he's going to sell out the NHS. But um, it did very clearly show what the Americans' uh, sort of intentions were with, uh, you know, pharmaceuticals and stuff like that. But there was also uh, a recent leak about uh, the Trump lot basically said to them, uh, in our trade deal, you can't ever mention anything about climate change or something like that. Um, which, I mean, will be interesting to see if he actually, you know, goes through with that. But, yeah, I mean, it just shows sort of what their priorities are. Uh, because, obviously, you know, Boris is sort of, you know, it's been the one issue where he could remain with the progressive position and not sort of lose any voters. Because even people who don't give a shit about climate change they, in this country, they just don't give a shit about it. They're not actively opposed to people who do give a shit about it. Uh, so he's always been like, you know, oh, fight climate change. Isn't, isn't his dad, um, even though he did pussy out, he did pussy out of the climate change debate. To be yeah, fair, I don't even know. And his dad came as well. No, his dad's um, no, no, his, no, his, dad's, his dad uh, came to the debate to sort of like try to take his place, but they were like, no, no it was Gove. Gove did. Yeah, his dad and Gove, they both came together. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I think. Um, no, I was gonna say that his dad's like a climate change activist. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and yeah, and now he's he's in talks with the the the, the uh, Americans who are basically saying, oh, you can't mention climate change in our trade deal, which is, you know, just sort of like you know. And and I think what's interesting as well is that, the one thing that Boris has over the Labour Party right now, the Labour Party needs to get back is patriotism and optimism. Mm-hmm. People love hearing this country being bigged up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they love a, a prime minister that believes in the country. Yeah. You can't be dull and be like, oh, we're going to be miserable with Brexit. Look, yeah. The Labour Party, look, we, as, as much as you probably wanted to remain, I didn't really care as much. Like, after the... Re- I was I couldn't vote in the referendum. So after yeah, the referendum same. result, my stance was we need to respect it. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to set a referendum. I was like, you know, we need to respect it. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> um, you know, now that Brexit is going to happen, 
the Labour Party needs to start talking about how we're going to make it a success. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but if you wanted to advocate for a soft Brexit, well, you've lost your opportunity because we can't have that now. Mm. Because we've lost this general election, it's going to take us five years to even have a chance of getting in power. By then, Brexit would have been done and dusted and it would probably be a very hard Brexit. Mm. Do you get what I'm trying Especially to say? So, Mays withdrawal agreement. <laughs> exactly. Ex- 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 exactly. That's why I, I go back to my whole stance would have been to sign May's deal. <laughs> because from a Labour Party's perspective, Boris Johnson's deal is worse Yeah, but I than think, I think Labour would have had at least, at least, right, if we had a, a, a competent leader, right, who would, okay, if we wanted to back a second referendum, back it, but you can do things to sort of mitigate uh, the losses. You know, if we had a leader who, who, you know, cloaked everything in patriotic language and, you know, all that stuff said, we're going to have a second referendum about X, Y, Z. Or at the very least, have a leader who would actually have a strategy and stick to it and not just from week to week vacillate between, oh yeah, we might have a second referendum, but also we might not. And yeah, we might actually do, but we might not. So, just, um, you just seem like a, so I think we're just going to kind of round up and just talk about kind of, so the vote was on Friday. And uh, Boris's withdrawal agreement got through. You know, yeah. nothing the Labour Party could do. Yeah. Jeremy Corbyn instructed MPs to um, vote against it. Mm-hmm. I think um, a few abstained. A few six voted for it. Mm. Um, <laughs> he basically has no no legs yeah. to stand yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, remember when like oh, uh, he's try, he's uh, I'm gonna guess he well. put a three line whip on it as no, well. No, not a three line. He just oh, put okay. a whip in it. Okay, a yeah, three line whip would kick them out of the party. People oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. No, okay, yeah, but yeah, um, the the. It goes. It goes to show, like the 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 obsolescence of the whole. I mean, even the whipping system is just like, you know. Imagine, yeah. imagine you being cheap whip, whip. Chief whip. Oh, like, what is your job? Like, just stay home. Like, the job is to call MPs and tell them to vote in a particular way. Yeah, I know, but like, what is your job? Like, if 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 it's happening, if you have that job now, then everyone's just gonna be like, oh yeah, but I'm not going to. Like, or well, just like, you know, oh, but, you know. Like. So, yeah, so um, Boris Johnson withdrawn agreement has got the free, which basically takes us out of the EU on the 31st of January. Um, uh, I'll, I'll talk more about the deal in, like, an Instagram post. Um, oh, and on uh, another optimistic note, he's he's also reneged on his whole minimum wage. Um, oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Is, the, <laughs> whole, the whole increase in minimum wage to £10.50, yeah, he's not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, right, um, I think what's so interesting is... To all those people that are thinking, how can you just break that promise? Well, there's nothing you can do. You have to wait five yeah, years. And like, the uh, Labour Party, have you met this guy? I've not met this guy. I think, I think, I think, I think what's like... so interesting is the Labour Party can't do a thing. Mm. They, they cannot do a thing. They cannot legislate. They can't, they can't it, do anything. In other news, the, the entire opposition right. combined can't stand up to Boris Johnson, which is, which is unfortunate. But um, um, essentially, we're going to be leaving on January uh, the 31st and... In terms of um, the trade deal, um, trade talks will begin straight after that. And Boris Johnson has put in law a deadline that says that the trade talks have to be done by the end of 2020. But that's impossible. That is, um, that's not even hyperbole to say it's impossible. Oh, okay, hold on. So let, no, let me rephrase that. Having a well thought out trade deal within a year, a year is impossible. Yeah, it's, Maybe it's, like if, if either it's, they're going to push the deadline back or they're going to push through some half-baked... Um, Fucking, you know, you know that talk about surrender bill, you know, and they're like, oh, May's deal is a surrender bill. Okay, this, if this actually gets done within a year, it's absolutely 150% going to be because it's a surrender bill to uh, the Americans that's going to be, um, you know, unless 
well, I guess, you know, uh, Donald Trump's going to lose the next election anyway. So, um, I guess, yeah, so if it's out through the, by the end of this year, it's going to be, you know, uh, an American surrender bill. But, I mean, I'm guessing the, the American leadership's going to change uh, in November. Actually, no, because uh, Trump's going to stay in office until uh, January 2021 at the very uh, earliest because, you know, you've got the... Yeah, yeah, Unless he... Also, right, let me just wrap this up by bringing things back to American politics and making a little bit of a prediction. I don't think Donald Trump is going to lead the Republican Party as its candidate in the next election. I don't think that's true, but I mean, that's a prediction. And in this very uncertain world, we don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Um, so just round up. Yeah, what Hamza said is right. No trade talk has been agreed within a year. Um, the conservative, the conservative, the conservatives are basically arguing that you know no trade talk has basically started when the two sides are in perfect alignment because our regulations and their regulations are in alignment. So he's basically saying that because of that, are things they? will be easier. Um, no, they are. So we're in complete alignment with the EU currently. With the EU? Yeah, no, he's talking about. I'm talking about. Oh, the EU. okay, I'm yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 No, okay, not yeah. the US. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, yeah. So, so um, yeah, that that's kind of his stance. But yeah, we'll see what happens. And um, that's been this episode of Toby Talks. Um, so I, I've just created um, a new Instagram. Um, yeah, make sure you follow that Toby Talks uh, with two S's at the end. Um, yeah, uh, I'll be doing posts kind of about weekly political news. So if you want to stay up to date, um, if you have any questions, then yeah, follow follow the Instagram page. Thank you, Hamza, for coming. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> Bye. Uh, cool. I'll see you guys later. Take care. Bye.